Hey girl, welcome to the Get Your Guide Coaching Podcast. My name is Anwar White, but you can just call me your own personal dating and relationship coach. Each week, you'll hear actionable advice, tips, and strategies that you can implement in your own love life. I'm talking about healing your heart, dating effectively, and understanding men so that you can, you guessed it, get your guide. Are you ready to level up your love life? All right, let's go. Hello, my loves, and thank you so much for joining me on the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. I have a very special guest. He is the first male guest on the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. He's a friend. We have gone through quite a few different journeys together, and I'm just so happy to introduce to you all the energy coach and the creator and founder of this CP3 method. What did you say? <laughs> the C3 method. <laughs> you know I'm playing you. You know I'm playing you. <laughs> Look at him coming, coming from me hard. <laughs> I right. have to. This is to. my initiation. This is my initiation. To. I have to. No, y'all. I, okay. More, more seriously, you all. It is a C3 method, which is amazing. And we'll talk a little bit about it in this podcast. But I want to introduce you all to Michael Blunt. Thank you so much for being here, Mike. Thank you for having me. As I was telling you, I'm really excited to be swimming and bathing in Divine Feminine. Uh, so, when you, so when you invited me on this podcast, I was like, yes, more, maybe, please, 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 please invite uh-huh. me to this. I would love to talk to women. I would love to share uh, my secrets in the tools that I've learned from just really being balanced, yeah. balanced between divine feminine and divine masculine and learning um, the interplay between those two, which are not, you know, gender normative. It's That's really right. just about energy. Well, thank you so much for that. If we do get cut off, people realize that this man is living his best life in Mexico. And sometimes <laughs> the Wi-Fi is a little sketch. So if we do hear some cutoffs, we know what it is. I manifested my best life. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Let's talk a little bit about who you serve and a bit about your business and the C3 method. Yeah, absolutely. So who I served are the unbalanced the people who are looking to make a transition and the people who are looking to find the tools to create balance in their lives. Too many people live lives lacking in balance and creating an extraordinary life is balanced at all levels. I might have a million dollars, but I might be miserable in my love life. I might have a really, really powerful love life, but be miserable when it comes to interacting with my family or just feel very stressed out with the work that I'm doing. So, you know, you can upgrade in one area of your life, but really downgrade in another. And what I really offer to people is really finding balance across all areas of their lives. And I do that by teaching through self-mastery and subconscious energy reprogramming. And normally when I say those two phrases, People are like, what? Wait, tell me more. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. Tell the people what it means. Uh, so for me, what that means is everybody is responsible for their own energy. So if you can master your energy, meaning mastering your triggers, mastering your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions and behaviors, then you can master your frequency. And once you master your frequency, you are forced to be reckoned with. And that's really what I'm teaching people. When you can really get into self-mastery, you never have to go to another coach again. You never have to rely on therapists or people outside of yourself. 
I'm giving you the tools so that you can become your own master. And when you become your own master, you reach freedom, you reach sovereignty, and you become unlimited. I love that so much. And I love the, the fact that you talked about balance, because what I know about a lot of my clients and even the women that I don't work with, but talk to is that they make themselves super busy because there's so many voids in their life. And to compensate mm. for them, they lean into work or they'll mm-hmm. try to live this luxury black girl lifestyle, right? When really <laughs> that is not like giving them what they need. Right. But mm. they, they become really busy upholding what it should look like. Right. And so mm. I'm so glad that you are talking about this because it's not talked about a lot. And balance, as you were saying, does bring joy, does bring happiness in a lot of different ways. I'm so happy that you do the work that you do. Now, how did you get into this work? I got into this work because I live a very unbalanced lifestyle. When I Were you doing too much? I was doing the most, the <laughs> most <mostest. laughs> uh-huh. So when I came out of business school, you know, we went through MLT together. We you did. Went to Columbia, I went to Kellogg and we just thought that, that this was it. I'm going to make my six figures and I am going to be set for the rest of my life. That's right. And when I came out, that just wasn't the case. I was working more hours. I was getting paid more, but I was working more hours and I didn't really have time to enjoy it. So it got to the point where stress was really ruling and dictating my life so much that I started to develop TMJ, which Mm -hmm. is the lock jaw um, in your mouth where I had to wear mouth guards to go to sleep because I was grinding my teeth so much that it was basically sawing away my teeth. I started to develop stress hives all over my body. And then lastly, I had an anxiety attack at work. Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of a meeting. We were actually finishing the meeting with my director and I was rushed to the hospital because I could barely breathe. Oh my gosh. I don't understand why my body is breaking down at this point because, you know, I was still going to the gym. I thought that because I looked physically good, that internally I was achieving balance and internally that I would feel good. But the reality was that I didn't emotionally, I had hit a rock bottom. And when I understood that my emotions were the things that were really governing my life, it was like an aha moment. And that's when I knew I needed to make a choice if I wanted to live a heart-centric life or if I wanted to continue living and chasing this dream of success. One of the things that I wanted to also add to this is that when you are a Black person, then, you know, we are always also trying to prove ourselves. And because Mm. we are naturally very hardworking people, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we will work ourselves to death. (laughs) literally, Mm -hmm. right? We were worked Mm -hmm. to death and we will continue to work ourselves to death until we have the balance and the boundaries that we need to actually set for ourselves and not have anyone else try to set them because they won't set those boundaries for us, right? So Mm. it sounds like you were doing this, but like that was my story too. I was also working to death and getting stressed out and having digestive issues and like patches in my hair because I was working Mm -hmm. and stressed and all of that. And so I say all of this and I mention all of this because I think it's it's important to know you are not the only person that's experienced this and most Mm -hmm. high achieving black individuals will Mm -hmm. go through this at some point. They're just not talking about it. You know, I mentioned self-mastery, but the other part was subconscious energy reprogramming. Yeah. And subconscious energy reprogramming is all about getting to down to the gene and DNA level of understanding what your underlining beliefs are. which sometimes could be limiting or sometimes they could be upgraded. So my underlining 
belief, which became a limiting belief, I needed to work two and three times harder than the next man. Mm-hmm. If this person is doing this as a black man, I needed to work harder. As yeah. a minority, I needed to work 10 times harder. I needed to stay later. I needed to burn the midnight candle. I needed to do all these things. Yeah. That was my belief system growing up. So if that was my belief system, then that became my reality. I love that you mentioned this. And I just want to like lay this to rest, right? That like, this is how we all grew up. And mm-hmm. I think that we are in a different time right now. I don't, I'm not saying there's mm-hmm. no racism. I, I'm not saying that there's no prejudice. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's no inequality, but I want us to shift how we're framing this. We actually mm-hmm. do not need to work twice or three times as, as much as the next person, but our mm-hmm. results need to be twice or three times as good right? Mm. It doesn't mean that Mm. we have to work as hard as we may Mm -hmm. think that we need to. It's just our results need to be that much better. So I think it's, I think there's a different framing around actual process of work and outcomes. Mm -hmm. And if we can shift to, I can make amazing outcomes and not necessarily have to work at the same rate of the outcomes. I think Mm -hmm. we can start to take care of ourselves in a different way outside of the subconscious programming that we have to like be thinking about this in a different way. And it means unlearning the things that we were taught growing up. What are your thoughts? First of all, I agree with you. I think there definitely needs to be a reality shift and that's shifting from your limiting beliefs to an upgraded belief system. Yeah. A lot of times we adopted these beliefs from ages zero to seven, and we installed these programs for survival, for love, for acceptance, for validation from our caretakers. And we're just mirroring. We're just becoming downloads of what we see around us, which creates your personality of who you are now. So I could be thinking as a 38-year-old Black male, but I could still be a seven-year-old little boy This is how you see so many people who are so smart and so intelligent, but they have the emotional intelligence of, you know, somebody who's an adolescent. They don't know how to speak about their emotions, how to deal, how to understand their triggers. You know, they only know the mental part, which is the conscious brain. The reality is for your subconscious or your reality is you get who you are, not necessarily what you want. You get in life who you are, what you feel inside, which is the 95%, not necessarily what you want. And those two might be aligned, but if they're not, then you're always going to be having an uphill battle. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned something that I think is really, really important. And I want to just highlight for the listeners out there, which is that this time frame between birth and seven years old is of mm-hmm. the utmost importance. And this is mm-hmm. where so much of the programming happens. So I want to mm-hmm. encourage all of the listeners out there to really think about what was happening between ages zero to seven in your life, in your household, in your family's life? And how has that shaped you, right? I don't think that Mm -hmm. we really take a step back and really think about that because we're so busy doing so many other things. But Mm -hmm. I think it will be really helpful for you to get a sense of, well, actually, you know, my mom was doing this, my dad was doing this, my siblings were doing this, right? This is how I experienced school. This is how I experienced other caretakers, right? All of these Mm -hmm. different things, which I think is so important. And as we're talking about really shape who you are, and then taking a step beyond that, right? Because I think that we actually develop in seven year intervals. So we're different people from zero to seven, seven to 14, Mm -hmm. 14 to 21, 21 to 28, Mm -hmm. 28 to 35, 35 to 42, Mm -hmm. and so on. And so, but start with the zero to seven years old and see kind of 
what are the major themes of that time so that you can have a true understanding of how the rest of your seven-year intervals are really going and why, right? Let's talk about kind of the subconscious tapping. What does that mean and why is it so important? The subconscious is unbelievably important because it dictates 95% of your reality. It consists of your thoughts, feelings, and your behaviors, which are your actions. So think of your subconscious like your operating system and your, your conscious brain as like the apps that you install on top of that operating system. So right now I have an, an iPhone and at my default factory mode, you know, I don't have any um, programs that are installed except the ones that come with it. Mm-hmm. So over time, I'm going to install different programs, you know, just because I want my life to be more creative. I want to access my bank, et cetera. What has happened is the operating system, which is our subconscious, over time, programs have been installed that have really clouded what our truest essence or what our truest operating system originally was, or who we really are is our factory default mode. So we might have installed this program, you know, for this family member, we might have installed this because we needed to survive there, or we might have installed this program because we wanted to be accepted there. Mm. And we installed all of these programs and we keep installing these programs. And these, when I say programs, what I'm talking about is our beliefs, yeah. our belief systems. Our belief systems shape our entire reality. The whole point of energy mastery is how do we remove those different programs that are no longer serving you, that are no longer making you happy, that are no longer making you the best person that you can be? How do we uninstall those programs and how do we install or reinstall new programs that can benefit you now, ultimately helping you to create reality on your own terms. Yeah. If you control your subconscious, you control everything. And that is what we teach. So how do we tap into this? What are some of the ways that you have found, since you do this work quite a bit, that are efficient ways to help the listeners out there kind of tap in I would say the easiest way to tap into your subconscious is to relax. And it's so simple, it's silly. They're like, okay, relax. Well, think about it. Most of the time, people are running on stress. Most of the time, people are running on survival mode. Most of the time, people are running in a beta state of mindset. So they're really running on hyperactivity. I got to do this. I got to pick up my kids. I got to come back. I got to cook my food. I got to take care of this person. They're just everywhere. Then that decreases your capacity to really, really think outside of the box keeps you in a very narrow way of thinking. So when you can relax in any type of way, meditation, yoga, prayer. I also think that being in the shower, taking a long shower or bath, or even taking a walk to relax and to have your mind go to places that it doesn't necessarily go to on an everyday basis. Exactly. So relaxation is the most important thing that you can ever do in order to enter in into a different mode of thinking or to a different frequency of consciousness, where we're going from beta to alpha to all of these different states. And once you get into these different states, then you can start programming. You can start programming at a subconscious level. Talk to me about what these states, because I know my girls out there are like, oh, he's talking about states. What are these? (laughs) What states are we talking about here? I need to know it all. Break it down. You are normally operating on when you're in hyperactivity mode is uh, your beta mode. 
you know, that's your beta state of consciousness. When you're just in the day to day and you're just trying to get through the day, when you're yeah. just super busy, you're checking off and you were just trying to make it happen. That's beta mode. That's survival mode. And anyone knows if you are running on survival mode for the majority of time, something's got to give. Yeah. You know, so that's when you start seeing the decline in your health. That's when you start seeing office sickness. That's when you start seeing yourself feeling very fatigued. Normally accidents happen during this time. A lot of different things manifest during this time that you're unaware of just because you're in survival mode. The next state is your alpha state. Mm -hmm. Your alpha state is for your flow state. Your flow state is kind of like, hey, when you're in the zone and you're just flowing, you're listening to your music, you're, ch you're chilling on the couch, you're just moving through life effortlessly and it just feels good. You feel like you're in alpha mode good example is when you first wake up and you don't really want to get out of bed, but you're in that in-between state between having your eyes kind of open and you're about to step out of bed and go to the bathroom or fix yourself some tea or coffee. And you're just chilling there. Or when you're on the couch and you're just watching something just kind of mindless and you just kind of fall into the couch right before you're about to take a nap and you're feeling a little bit sleepy. Those are all alpha states. I would say that would be the beginning state where you can actually program into your subconscious. That's when you can get to a different level of consciousness. This alpha mode, right? Because you're talking about programming in this moment. I would also say that I think sometimes, at least for me, my alpha mode is like when I'm playing sports. And maybe for other people, it's like when they're running or doing something active as well, that they can get into this flow state in their mind. Is that also kind of yes. something that you've experienced as well or your clients? Yes, exercising, playing sports. You actually see it with athletes. They're superstars. Yeah. You know, yep. when Serena Williams is just dominating everybody, she's in her flow. Pretty meditative. Yeah. I mean, this is meditative and this is where you really get to access, you know, your extended knowledge. Because when you're in beta, you're very sequestered and you're very siloed into one way of thinking. You're not able to look outside of the box. And you're not able to look outside of your current state of consciousness because you're so hyper-focused on what's in front of you. Yeah. But if you take a step back and you relax and then you can see the entire picture and that's when you start getting into alpha mode. You were talking about programming within the alpha mode. So when you say program, what do you mean? So for example, let's say I'm playing basketball right now. How could I program mm -hmm. myself while I'm in my flow and my alpha state while I'm playing basketball? While you're playing basketball, what you can do is use that energy, use that meditative state, use that flow state that you're in. And then you can work on like, hey, what is it that I want to upgrade in, in my life? Where is it that I want to balance? What is it that I want to reprogram? So you might give yourself suggestions. You know, one of, one of the suggestions could be around relationships. I am worthy for a healthy partnership in my life. One of them could be around money. Money comes to me very effortlessly and easily every day in my life. You know, these are all suggested programs that you can basically install within your hardware. When I'm talking about hardware, if we get into the science, what I'm talking about is your neural synapses. You can install neural positive synapses in your brain that create new memory formations. This is like really important information that you're talking about because I think that people try to program themselves in beta state. And it doesn't, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It like doesn't you work. can say all of the freaking <laughs> affirmations that you want while you're uh -huh. rushing to get ready for work and uh -huh. you're not doing anything, right? Exactly. 
This is like really important information that I think everyone needs to know that it is only in your flow state that you can bring in and program the amazing affirmations that you can, that can actually take hold and start to help you, your energy level up to where you want to be. This is like groundbreaking. This is amazing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and the reason is because you're mainly, I mean, you're a hundred percent in your conscious brain. Yeah. You can't program in your conscious brain, your conscious brain is for manifesting, it's for directing and for actually bringing to life what's going on in your subconscious. So another way that we can look at it for our spiritual folks is your subconscious is the feminine energy and your conscious is the, is, is the masculine energy. So yes. we might want to, for the, for the feminine energy, we're cultivating the garden, we're receiving, um, we're harvesting, we're doing all these things. And for the masculine part, that's where we're using the tools to actually plow and plant the seeds and you know push forward. So if my subconscious ain't right, then what's gonna come out of my, my conscious ain't gonna be right either. Right. So that's why we always need to start with the subconscious and making sure that our garden is clean, that our garden is clear, and that our garden is very healthy so that we can cultivate positive thoughts, positive feelings, and positive actions. And going back to exactly what you said, which was we can't program in the conscious because that's just the tool. Just like we can't plant a tool, we can't plant a, you know, a garden hose or you know, the, the water hose or anything like that, but we can plant the seeds in the garden. And the only place that we can plant is in our subconscious. And that's where yeah. things fertilize and that's where things grow. So the only way to get into that is we start in the alpha state, then we go into the theta state, then we go into the delta state, you know, et cetera. But really the starting place for any fertilization, any installing or programming is alpha. You can access those different levels and in, within each level is different information. And with different information, it's, it's just more powerful. So we teach, you know, it, I just kept it really simple. Obviously there's, you know, different techniques to get yeah. into alpha, um, but, the impetus of everything that I've been saying is really just relaxation. I love it. I love this. This has been so beneficial, so informative. This is why you all, if you are ready to rock and roll with him, you need to connect with him after this podcast because this is a game changer for sure. Okay, Mike, I want to switch gears now because you're my first male guest. First of all, congratulations. <laughs> I know thank you feel you, so honored. I am um, super. But... I want to pick your brain a little bit because I think that a lot of my listeners want to kind of get an understanding of your journey a bit, right? Like, so when you mm. were single, he's not single anymore, ladies. Because <laughs> um, I think that there's like single and looking for a relationship and single, single. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess my, my better question is, what made you go from single, single to single looking for a relationship? What were those things mm -hmm. in your life that changed, whether it was mentally, physically, emotionally, externally, to get you to that switch? Why am I asking this? I'm asking this because I know for sure that there are a lot of times where if men are not self-actualized, it's going to be very hard for them to be looking for a true relationship and partnership where there is going to be energy shared, that there is going to be uh, an outlook for this part of their life in a, in a more serious level. So talk to me about your transition and, and if that was the case for you. I mean, there was two different realities that I was living in. 
there was the unconscious single looking for a relationship and there was the conscious single. I am looking for the relationship within myself. So the unconscious single, me, was looking for the one. I was looking for the one. I wanted her to be beautiful. I wanted her to be educated. I, I, was, I was looking for all these different things. But I wasn't conscious of who I was first. So I was looking for my partner unconsciously to fulfill and to fill gaps within me That's that right. I didn't have within myself. That is exactly right. So that was, un that was unconscious Michael, right? So conscious Michael going into, okay, yeah, you know, the doctor tells me that, you know, I'm living a life of stress, this and that, I've changed my life. You know, I started to do meditation, yoga, blah, blah, blah. The, the self-actualized divine masculine. So when I came into that, what I started looking for is someone who can upgrade the quality of my life or improve the quality of my life. But the only way that I could achieve that is by me improving the quality of my own life. So I went from looking for a relationship to looking for a relationship within myself. And once I look for a relationship within myself, then I really, I, di I, I promise you, I didn't want a relationship. I, di I didn't need a relationship. Mm. I, wasn't, I wasn't on the market for a relationship. And then that's when it happened. <laughs> so what is, what, is, what is, you know, looking for a relationship with myself, what does that look like? What things were done? What actions and behaviors did you take to make that happen? The age old adage is know thyself. I really needed to understand who I was and what I wanted and you know what my purpose was in this world. I needed to understand what my triggers were. I needed to understand what my greatest fears were, what my limiting beliefs were. And I needed to understand my strengths. What was it that I was bringing to the table? You know, what is it that I wanted to do? Who was I independent of a relationship? Because when you enter into a relationship, a lot of people say that you meld into one and I don't believe that's true. I believe that you're two people standing together, not holding hands, but standing together as a partnership. And the reason why I look at that in that, in that type of framework is because I suffer from a lot of codependency getting into relationships. Yeah. And I always look for the partner to hold my hand, to clean up my side of the street, to do this or to do that. What I realize is if I'm not experiencing sovereignty and freedom within myself and independence with myself, then I'm going to be looking for someone to fulfill that void for me. It's kind of like if you own a pizza shop, but you don't have pepperoni. And then somebody comes to you and says, hey, listen, I can offer you pepperoni if you need it. The first thing that you're going to say is like, yeah, I need the pepperoni because, you know, this is what, you know, I'm missing that. But if you have all of the different toppings and if you have all the 31 flavors for ice cream, if you have everything that you need, then you don't need someone else. What you're looking for and what you are going to accept is someone who can either match you or can bring something that's different or better. I had to figure out what my toppings were. I needed to figure out what my flavors were, which ones I liked, which ones I didn't like. That's and in right. order to do that, I needed to spend time by myself. What I'm talking about is understanding what you feel like, understanding how your energy feels, understanding how your frequency is giving out into the world. You could do that alone. You could do that around other people, but whatever is best for you, you need to cultivate that knowledge within yourself. And only then at that point was I able to see people for who they were. You can only see people at your level of self-worth. 
You can only see what you want in people at your level of self-worth. So if I'm still needing people, if I'm still codependent, if I still don't think that I'm enough, then that's all I'm going to see is people who can actually validate that reality. But if I already have those things within myself and that I see, I can see my match. It's kind of like when you've been through it all and you've been through those experiences, you can see the BS. That's right. You can see the you can see the people who you know are charlatans, or the people who you know are not about it, or the people who are inauthentic, or the people who are going to manipulate you, or who are going to cheat on you. You can see those things. You know, it's very clear. You know, so I always tell people that in order for you to see exactly and for you to become aware of exactly what it is that you are manifesting, you have to become that. You have to become all those things you're wanting in this life. So when I became that is when I matched the frequency of someone who was also looking for the same thing or who was also that. And then we became partners for us to live our full expression of who we really are. My partner supports me in me living my life exactly how I want to live it on my own terms. And I support her in living her life exactly how she wants to live on her own terms. I love that. And that's it. One of the things that I think is important, one of the things that I do in my program is focused on, as you said, getting to know oneself. And once you're able to do that, you get to up-level the self-worth that you have and have the ability to trust yourself and have confidence in yourself Mm -hmm. to the point where you can start to trust your intuition, which is so important Mm -hmm. for women, right? You said you get to Mm -hmm. see it. I think that's the case for men, but for women, it's you get to feel it. You feel the charlatans, Mm -hmm. you feel Mm -hmm. the people that are not about anything, right? I think sometimes when women hear dating and relationship coach, they say, okay, he's just gonna tell me like, uh, you know, what to text, you know, what to say, how to flirt. No, Mm. this is about becoming the woman that can actually be in the partnership that you just described right? That can stand on her own two feet and be able to be okay with or without a partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I want to talk about how you got your gal, right? We are lovely romantics here on this podcast. So give us the story about how you all met. We were at a mutual friend's party and her and her friend were actually standing in front of me. But one of my friends actually went up to her um, and started talking to her. It was a it was a girl as a friend of mine and introduced us. So was she you know, like she, a wing she, woman for you? Uh, I don't know if she was playing wing woman. I think she was just being friendly with the people okay. who were around us. But it but it was just happenstance that you know she was someone who I was interested in speaking to. And I started speaking to her. And then I'm saying, hey, you know, we're we're going to the after party. I might be going. Let's exchange information. And if you're there, and if I'm there, then I'll see you there. And she went to the after party. I wound up going to um, a different place first um, to hang <laughs> out with her. Sounds like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I, I was giving her, you know, just kind of the woo woo. Like I might come, I might not. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but I actually, I whacked, actually wound up showing up. And then when I saw her, my divine masculine just went straight into overdrive. I went directly to her and started dancing with her. Okay. Like, it, it just, it just was what it was. I wasn't going to sit there and wait and be too cool. I already knew what I wanted at that point. I made it happen. Yeah. 
So you all are dancing together. And then before we know it, you guys are in a relationship or how does that go? So that night sounds like it was amazing and fun. I guess my question is, you guys came together, we're dancing, getting to know each other. How do we go from that to, I want to be your partner? Well, we were doing long distance for a while because she was in London and I was in New York. So we were seeing each other every four or five weeks. And that lasted for about a year until she finally moved to New York and we moved in together and we got our own apartment. I want to get an understanding of what was your decision-making process to actually say, I want to move in with this girl? She was the first girl that I ever dated where I felt that I could be completely myself. That's it. I was completely honest about who I was, what I wanted, and who I wasn't. And she accepted it. And she told me who she was and what she wanted. And we were so painfully honest with each other. And when I say painfully honest, we were painfully to the point where I was like, if I say this, I know that she's going to run for the hill. Mm. I know that <laughs> I know that she's not going to accept me. And I'm pretty sure she was thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know, but I we, we were that honest with each other because at that point in my life, I didn't need a relationship. So I had nothing to lose. I was like, OK, well, let me be honest. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. Um, and. You know, I was just honest about all of those things, all, all the things that I would wait for six months or a year to be honest about, all the things that I was scared to reveal about myself, um, you know, um, in, pre- in previous relationships. I told her, you know, within the first couple of days of meeting her, very revealing thing. Mm-hmm. And we cultivated that type of honest, upfront relationship. And because of that, and because I felt that I, I could be so open, I experienced a different level of, of, a certain level of freedom that I had never experienced before. And wow. so did she. And then that is how I knew that I could be in this relationship and that I wanted to be in this relationship. She was the perfect person to do that with because yeah. she held space for me, for my imperfections and for my humanity to shine through. She held space for me to be more than I thought that I could be. And there was no judgment. There was no limitations. There was no conditional love. It was unconditional. And since we practiced unconditional love, that's how I knew that this was going to be my partner. I love it. This is so lovely and so romantic. I'm eating all <laughs> I'm eating all of it up. But honestly, honestly, thank you so much for sharing. I think it's a, such a beautiful story. And I think it's so revealing yeah. in terms of how men really think about getting more serious with a person, right? I think it's it's mm. important to understand that. And I know that it's important for my listeners. So again, thank you so much for sharing that. For my listeners that want to get their manifestation on, that want to get their balance on, that want to master their own energy and really tap into that subconscious, how can they connect with you? So they can connect with me in um, a number of different ways. You know, I'm at Michael A as in Anthony Blunt, B-L-U-N-T, Michael A. Blunt. um, And that's my Instagram handle. Or you could just visit the C3Method.com. And you can look at the different programs um, that I've created. I, I actually created an energy mastery school. Um, and this is for powerful women um, and men and intuitives of the world 
who are looking to transition into more of a life of balance and, and learn self-mastery and, and energy mastery is a place for intuitives, people, a place for sensitives, a place for manifestors and leaders and influencers and creators to come and learn about their special superpowers and to learn how to use them in order to find their purpose. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Get on c3method.com and go on and look this man up. He is going to help you really get in tune with yourself, it sounds like, more than anything else. And so I love that. Mm -hmm. Michael Blunt, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience. I love you all. I already feel connected to you all. And and where I just, I, I don't know that you're going to be successful. I'm living in your success right now. And I thank you for inviting me into that. So I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Thank you. All right. Love you all. We'll talk with you soon. Bye now. Hey girl. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Your Guy Coaching Podcast. If you like this episode and want to talk with me personally, please book a free consultation at www.getyourguycoaching.com apply. Or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk soon. Talk soon.